Tamarindo podcast is brought to you by I Love Michelada, the best and most authentic Michelada mix. This delicious mix is available in 32 ounce bottles for your next fiesta or in 40 ounce bottles. Oh, wait. Wait, Brenda. Um, four ounce bottles. <laughs> Maybe it's a Freudian slip. <laughs> four ounce bottles to add to your next chela. There are two flavors the original brown, savory, and spicy, and the crisp and refreshing red. All you need to do is add the delicious mix to your favorite beer and upgrade. Just, you know, really like elevate your beverage to a michelada. Bonus points if you use chamoy and chile on the rim of your glass. Or, even better, use the fantastic handmade chili powder that comes with the 32-ounce bottle of their OG brown flavor for an authentic taste of Oaxaca. I think I'll go with that one because I'm an OG brown. The OG brown, love it. Go to um, www.ilovemichelada.com. That's www.ilovemichelada.com to order your starter pack or ask for a I Love Michelada at your local store. I love Michelada. Cheers. Tamarindo Podcast. Latinx voices at the intersection of politics, media, and pop culture. We are your hosts, Brenda Gonzalez and Melina Bobadilla, the, the Educated Perioneras. Together, we dish out comedic and critical interventions. And the occasional chanclazo. Welcome to the show. Hola, Tamarindo listeners. Welcome back. And we are here with you for part two of our super exciting, inspiring, enriching conversation with Latinx filmmakers, Linda Yvette Chavez and Marvin Lemus. Now, we do highly encourage you to go back and listen to the first part of this interview just for context. So, Tamarindo listeners, if you heard the first part of our interview with Marvin and Linda, you know that we started getting into uh, discussing gender equity and the importance of women and femmes and queer folks and non-gender conforming folks and, and really underrepresented, undervoiced people taking a seat at the table in the entertainment industry. But it's not just about sexuality and gender, right? Because here at Tamarindo, we love intersectionality. So we are about to dive in to a whole other level of the conversation when we introduce race and ethnicity. Uh, moving on from from that or building on that, um, let's also talk about intersectionality and, and race. So um, we talked about hashtags and the importance of hashtags. So another big hashtag right now when we're recording, although this might come out a little later, is um, is Oscar so white? So mm-hmm. white? Yeah. So so. <laughs> There, so there's been Ooh, some progress, but what are, what are, you know what is your thoughts on what are your thoughts on that hashtag now, and what can we do to also increase the visibility for Latinos? Yeah. What can we do? I don't know. I mean, we're trying. Uh, <laughs> I think that we can watch your stuff and things. support you. So <laughs> that's him giving up on the world. <laughs> that's me giving up on the world. No, <laughs> no, no. It, there's it, things. There's things. Well, no. I mean, my thoughts on it are just like it, it's like it's so amazing. Like okay, so like Sundance just happened, and then I'm on Instagram, and like it looks like it's just. It became 
so black like or at least i mean i know i know a lot of the filmmakers and a lot of like you know macro and everybody there but i was just like damn was it like this last year i don't i think it was a lot no you know it's because macro had a lounge they had a lounge (laughs) i had major fomo right when i was looking at those pictures major yeah it was insane we there for this one i know i should have gone but beautiful but that's still you know i told marvin i was like yeah but we're we are very we're very much in a little bit of a bubble in the industry where we have become friends with so many black and brown folks who are doing art that like um, sometimes we're in this bubble and then like we step out of the bubble into a meeting with someone who isn't tapped into like the changes that we're all trying to make. And then we're reminded of how how uh, how, you know. Uh, white Hollywood is and yeah. how much you don't say. still exists there. Yeah, no, it's like it's insane. Uh, I mean, even just like going to meetings all the time and like the only like Latinos that you see are the valet or like you know the the, the basically the help there. Um, yeah, the service workers. And the, there's always this moment of like. I see you, fam. You know, yeah. like you're rolling oh, yeah. up, and they're like, "Mira este, mira I esta." <laughs> like I, that, I always feel. Because, you know, I go into these meetings all the time, and we've talked about this, too, just not feeling like I belong. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten to a place now where I've, I've you know, honored myself and ma- mastered, really uh, decided that I do belong. But, um, yeah, encountering folks from my community, even if they're in service positions, has is always, like, a nice, like, relief of, like, okay, like... Like, this is, this is, we are going to be fine. Like, so many of them have been so sweet to me. And, like, um, actually, I had one person I went to CAA one time. This is one of my favorite, like, moments in my career was I went to CAA, you know, that giant building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> City. Yeah. Okay. And I um, went for a screening. I don't know if I told you this before, but um, I was walking in and there was a security guard and he was a black man. And I was, like, so lost because, like, whoa, this place is huge. And I was like, how do I get to this? And he was like, you're you're coming in here and i was like yeah and he was like oh my god he's like really and i was like yeah he's like oh, i'm so proud of you i'm getting emotional right now every time i talk about it i get so emotional because he just like took a moment to see me you know it was really powerful and um and i think it was powerful for him too to be like oh you're here like that's great and he just told me like i'm so proud of you and i i just met this guy you know and i was just like and i was a lot younger but I remember that moment feeling like, yeah, I'm here, you know, like, anyways, so. No, that's so <laughs> you beautiful. You cry it out. We like feelings here. We love being in our yes, feelings. Yes, I love feelings Swimming too. in our feelings. Um, <laughs> but that is, that's so important that you sh- that you share that um, because that's, that's real. And I think that speaks to the power um, of s- just, it just, seeing just the visual of seeing brown bodies represented on screen black bodies Mm -hmm. us telling our stories us being the actual physical vessels of our narratives of our histories and 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 the importance of that and so i think that when we when we bring up this thing about oscar so white it's a freaking clever hashtag and i'm so um happy that what what's she's april, april rain yeah mm-hmm. uh made that and um but you know if 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 we can't be nominated for awards for roles that don't exist 100 percent, right yeah so we can make the argument that yeah we want to be um nominated and we should have where are the latino actors being nominated um and we're not but that's why this uh, there's this gaping hole, right? There's this yeah. gaping hole that we need we need to talk about. And I think um, I, I guess I'm curious about where you see 
where you see that being remedied in terms of like work that you or, or creators that we should know about? Um, what are you vibing on? What do you think is speaking to that? Um, and after that, what do you think uh needs to be created what 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 more stories do we what kinds of stories do we need to see what kind of characters do we need to see well yeah i mean i i, I talk about this all the time i mean it is so important because i know firsthand the effects of not having representation because like i mentioned before i grew up very whitewashed and aside from just growing up moving back and forth i you know a huge part of why i I like I very actively rejected my culture growing up like I didn't want to be Mexican I wanted to be white because my parents told me like you're gonna go to college you're gonna be successful like that's why we're here that's why we're sacrificing and anytime I watch TV or movies the only people that were college educated or that were successful were the white people like and like and and the Mexicans were always the cholos or the gardeners or they're in jail and I was like I don't want to be like that I was like I guess if I want to like be like you know if I want to make it I have to be white and so like that was very like from a very young age like that I had that in my head um and which is why it's so important to me now that I you know I grow up I I I I, I because I know, like, I was like, there's so many brown kids out there that I'm like, they're still not seeing themselves. I was like, this is still a problem. Like, and I, and I can't, it feel like it, it feels like it's a responsibility to me to make sure that I'm constantly putting, you know, just as many brown faces in front of the screen uh, and, and telling my story and being real to my story and like bringing that authenticity to it because I don't see anytime it is on screen. And whenever somebody makes something, whenever Hollywood makes something for Latinos, like it, I can, it's obvious. It's always like from the trailer, I'm like, this is going to be bad. Like it's just going to be more cholos. It's going to be more gardeners. It's going to be more, more, uh, more, more, more uh, narcos. Yeah. More drug dealers. Yeah. More drug dealers. And I'm just like the same trash that I'm like, I don't want to, why? I don't want to see this. And, and it's like, why can't we have, and it's because Hollywood still thinks, Oh, we're gonna make a story about Mexican Americans. Let's bring in this Peruvian director from Peru that's never been here before. Right. They're all the like, same. They're, <laughs> they're all the same. And like, and also their only interaction that they have with Latinos is their the 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 service workers that they have at their house, like that, and the people in their office. Like that's literally all they know. Uh, and so, of course, that the, those, those are the only stories that they're putting, like that they're giving money to, and that they're letting get through. And, and I think they're not um, stories. Because I think sometimes the narrative is like, we don't want to see any more gardeners and maids. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, there are gardeners mm-hmm. and maids in our community. I want to see three-dimensional gardeners and maids. Yes. I want to see real people, the real stories. Because my aunts were maids back in the day. My mom worked in factories. Like, I, And the people that I know who are so three-dimensional have so many you know, stories to tell are not being told, being represented mm-hmm. in media. And I think for us, like... In terms of changing it, I think we actively have conversations about that. You know, it's very much about taking action and putting it into our work. We talk about casting a lot, how we want to cast things, why it's so important for us to really think very deeply. Because for me personally, and we've talked about this, like, it goes beyond just Latinx. For me, I do feel like we also have a problem with, um, you know, color politics. Mm-hmm. Like, we tend to cast light-skinned mm-hmm. Latinos. I'm light-skinned Latina. I see it constantly, and I, I think for us, it's a constant conversation of, like, okay, are we seeing the diversity that's within the Latino community as well, which is so, like, ridiculously, you know, diverse, right? Because a million countries, million different races, you know, from indigenous to black to everything. And mm-hmm. and are we feeding that same, you know, narrative that we've been seeing from Latinos in Hollywood? Or are we trying to change it? Are we trying to create space? 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Not only for white or light-skinned Latinos, but for black Latinos, for indigenous-looking Latinos, for mixed people, like for everyone. And, and that goes across the board. And so that's a conversation we always have. It's like, okay, let's check our own internalized mm-hmm. biases that we've been mm-hmm. fed by media, right? Because like that's that's the other thing. We tend to reproduce what we've seen. Exactly. So sometimes we do it subconsciously. We don't even know we're doing it. Right. And the leads tend to be white and right. it tends to be a very mainstream story, which is fine. I think people can tell the stories they need to tell. Um, it's just like when we're talking about creating opportunity and access for people of color, I I want more from those of us who are at the top because right. it's so hard to get in. Like exactly. just from our own experience knowing it's so hard to get in. So if we're in, we kind of have to take on the responsibility of doing more and better by our community. Um, and maybe it's something he's thought about. I don't know. I don't want to like call him out necessarily, but I do want to call him in to the conversation around like, hey, why is that happening for you? Why is that something that you aren't thinking about or aren't participating in? And, and um, you know, maybe it's something that he just hasn't thought about. Um, but yeah, I would love to see more Melinas up there. <laughs> I would love to see, <laughs> you know, more brown people, more people that look like my community. Like I just, I still have not seen that. And so when I, when people talk about like, oh my God, we have like, you know, like folks like that, mm-hmm. I'm not always a hundred percent feeling like I'm like being wrapped mm-hmm. and again, no shade on them. I think that's awesome and beautiful, but you know, there's a whole other conversation around class as well, you know. Exactly. Like, it's deep. <laughs> it's oh, deep. it is deep. And, <laughs> you know, as Latinx people, we have our traumas and our neocolonial mentalities. Mm. And, and, and I, I, I appreciate that you named it and you, you uh, identified this, um, this idea to call in as opposed to calling out and clapping back. Because yeah. we, how do we find ways to, to work together and to build on what we already have? And um, you're right. You and I had this like social media exchange where, you know, I, I was so upset kind of hearing the the announcements of all of these categories with only white actors. Thank goodness that, you know, the brother from uh, Get Out is nominated. Mm-hmm. And, and Denzel, of course, he's, I mean, he should have gotten his Oscar for Malcolm X. He should have gotten it for Fences, but I'm glad to see him nominated again. He was nominated, no. but he didn't win. Oh, no, no. Uh, Casey Affleck somehow won that one. But um, oh, I digress. Right, but he got the Golden Globe. Yes. Okay. So... I think it, I'm, I'm glad that you're bringing that up because I was not necessarily. I think it's awesome that he was nominated, that Guillermo del Toro was nominated. But how much more awesome would it be that the next time he's nominated, he also has Latinx characters represented in those films? The same thing I felt when I saw that Birdman and uh, The Revenant yeah. were nominated, right? Like, mm. so awesome. I've been a fan of Iñaritu since Amores Perros. But. I would love it if the next time there was a, a, a big studio film that he got 
behind in the U.S. that there were some brown folks in it, not necessarily only in the ones he does in Mexico. Yeah. And, and when we say brown folks, um, not only people who have Spanish surnames, right? But I want to see different types of bodies. I want Latinas who don't have to be a size zero, oh, being girl. the only ones yeah. up there. Girl. Latinas that have indigenous <laughs> noses. Latinas that are darker, because you know we got our colorism Thank issues. Yeah. All of that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's a big one. No, hundred percent. I know it's just so, and it's so interesting because I'm like they, they, it's like they rep me- being Mexican so hard. Like they're really all about it, and like it's still, but it's not on their screen, which is so weird. Especially because what they've won the last like three, four years in a row. Why well, I mean not last they've year? Been, but they've been dominating. They dominate. I mean, they're just like, like they're in a place of. Here's the thing: they're in a place of power. Yeah, and getting to that place of power is so hard for most people of color. Most women of color, most queer, most fat queer women of color. Like, I mean, go down the line. Like, to get through that door, if you don't fit that specific um, idea of what it means to be Hollywood, like, how are we ever going to change anything? We're never in positions of power. So those of us who are, um, I think, have to actively make create create those opportunities. Mm-hmm. We all do, and and support each other in doing that. Yeah. Yeah, not trying to like. Yeah, I. Uh, in my head. I'm just thinking. I was like, I was like, you know, there. I'm, I know that there's so many things behind the scenes. Like, you know, like, I mean, just even thinking about the fact that like somebody like Aronofsky like can't get money to make his movies. You know, like who's you know, awesome, multi like Oscar winner. Um, and so I'm sure that that is the thing, right? Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm not gonna try and unpack all of that. I like, know, but Ava DuVernay's out here doing some stuff that like people are like, all right, I guess we're gonna do all female directors. I think that's an excuse. I love you. I, yeah, I, I think okay. that's an excuse. I think like you're an Oscar winner. You're a man. You're a light skinned man. You're powerful. You, mm. you people, mm-hmm. you can make moves. I hear you. And then we fall back on that. I feel if we fall back on that feeling of like, oh, but it has to be this. It has to be that. Honestly, I think black women have led the way. Ever Duvernay has talked about that and yeah. saying, like, no, we're not doing that. This is yeah. how we're... You want me? Do you want me as a director? This is how we're doing yeah. it. And I think they can do the same thing. They can say, oh, like, 100%. do you want Guillermo del Toro? Because, come on, who doesn't? Right. This is how we're doing it. Exactly. And that that's what it requires of all of us is to really... To show the fuck up. To have, to have courage. Yeah. Right. It's not easy. I know it's not easy. Trust me. We've had our moments. I've had my moments, but... Hey, it's what we got to do. And even if it takes practice to get there, we got to do it. Right. And, you know, as Solange says, we need to have a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. And when we do have a seat at the table, that's when we start, you know, pulling out the other seats and drawing up the placemats and calling our homies to come in to dinner, too. You know, and we'll scooch over because there's room for all of us. And uh, saying that it's not going to sell in China is not an excuse anymore, as we've seen, <laughs> because Coco. Yeah, exactly. Oh, because Coco. Oh, how did it do in China? It did it kill? Yes. Oh, I didn't follow that. That's, yes. that's, that's the new hashtag, because Coco. Yeah, because, because Coco. Coco. Let's get that Oscar Coco so we could be like, because Coco. And <laughs> oh. Isn't it crazy, though, that like the, the co-director didn't, the, 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 the Mexican co-director wasn't eligible. Right. What awards did he get nominated for? I forget. Whatever awards. Are he's not eligible for, for what? Because of he's because he's a co-director credit. He's not eligible. Producers get it. Oh right, for the picture. Yeah, no, there's something I, 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 I'd have to look it up. I forget, but look that up. Look into that because he has the other director has a director credit and he has a co-director credit. They don't both have co-director. I'm you know oh, well. 
we're, we're not going to get into the <laughs> yeah. Chicken, there's so much, you know. I want Marvin, Linda. You guys are so awesome, and there's so much that we could talk. We could be here for ten out uh, ten more episodes. This just yeah, means you yeah. have to come back. Oh, there's too yeah, much. To. There's too much to unpack we'll here. There's too much to unpack here. But to, I know our listeners are like, we want more. So we'll, we'll you'll we'll have to have you back. But just to keep them waiting, what's next for you, Linda? What are you working on? What are we? What's well, we on the have, horizon? You know, like there's stuff. That, there's of course hint there, which like we can't talk too much about that has been Mar- Marvin and I's life for the past year. Um, so once there's something solid we can talk about, we hopefully can come back and talk about it. Yes. Um, but personally, like just like I mentioned earlier about like the whole directing thing what had to do with my feature that like I'm hoping and we're going to revision right now and hoping to like somehow set that up this year. My managers have been really supportive and my agents. So like, you know, set that up and like get that out into the world would be beautiful. At the same time that hopefully we get hint out into the world. Um, and then I have a few other series that I've been working on that are also like in the process, which like I can't really talk too much about, but TV projects, feature projects, like are all things that I'm hustling to try to make happen. And, and yeah, there's things that he, that Marvin and I have worked on that like, you know, we're always, we're always plotting. Yeah. All right, so how do people keep up with you? To, yeah. To you can follow the news me on Instagram because I'm addicted. Um, we all. <laughs> yeah. Linda Yvette Chavez, just my full name um, on Instagram. And then I guess Twitter too. I'm not on there as much, but Linda Yvette on Twitter. Um, I don't have a website. I know he's been on oh, me. No. He's been on me about Get having a website. Get on that. Squarespace. Um, <laughs> Squarespace. <laughs> No, no, no free plugs. No free oh, okay, plugs. Never mind. Sorry. Next time you pay us, yes. Squarespace. That's what it would sound like. <laughs> That's what it would sound like. Imagine. Um, and yeah, they can reach me on there. And like you know, if you need anything, DM me. I mean, I'm always. I love mentoring. Yeah. I'm um, not trying to give myself too much work, but like you know, if you have questions, like I said earlier, like speaking to helping support our community come up through the ranks, like that's a big part of what I love to do. So you know, reach out to me. If, yes. Like, more of the collective finger. I'll do my best yeah. to respond. It might take months, but like. You know, hang in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And how about you, Marvin? Where do we keep up with you? And what's, uh, what's next? I mean, for you? definitely follow me. The Graham. I'm obsessed as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Twitter too. Uh, both of them are at, at El Marvin Lemus. Uh, El Marvin. So instead of the Marvin Lemus, I was like, it's, uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> Anywhere we. And can. so follow me there. Um, and uh, what am I working at? I mean, yeah, we've been working on Hunter, and then we can't. You know, hopefully we'll come back and we'll have all the cheese in it for you. Um, and then I'm yeah. And and I'm working on a feature. I mean, it's in the very baby stages of it, but I'm very excited about it. Uh, and it's very uh, close to home. Like, it's very personal, but it's about brujeria. So, like, you oh, know, I'm very excited about another it. Another bunch of finger snaps. Yeah. <laughs> hear them, the listeners. Well, amazing. Thank you so much for coming here. Any last awesome. hugs and thoughts that we yeah, want to share with um, us? Amazing guests. I'd love to have you just leave us really quickly with uh, one of our things that we like to do here at Tamarindo is give a chanclazo and or a bidi bidi bam bam. So you can throw a chanclazo at a person, at a concept, something that recently happened. And the bidi bidi bam bam is something that's making your heart feel like that. You know? You can pick one or the other. Anything for silliness. There's no rules here. Um... Uh, I mean, the only thing, it's just like, I feel like it's just like, I'm sure it's like old hat at this point, but unchan glasso at Trump because like, just, you know, why not? Because every day <laughs> that we can throw chunk glasses at him. Like, why maybe, not, man? Maybe we I throw know. it enough, he'll be gone. I mean, hopefully. Hopefully. Fuera. E- Fuera. E- Fuera. Fuera. Yeah. There. Yes. <laughs> That's my chunk glasso. I don't have any other, I'll think about a beady beady bum bum for you guys. Yeah, um, I guess I have a beady beady bum bum for um, all the women this week who posted their pictures mm. online and inspired me and so many other people and spoke their truth like bidi bidi bam bam I love you yeah <laughs> um, uh, I'll give my I'm, a, I'm just gonna uh, hop on your coattail there 
and just uh, my my bdb mom to just like all the women in color who have like helped me heal a, a little bit this last year Aww. just yeah help me work through some some of my bullshit Yay. thank you and i'm sorry i'll i'll, I'll stop being quiet <laughs> awesome thank you so much thank Such a you blast. Thank so you much for being here and um Brenda, do you want to leave us with your advice? For it's just ponte un sweater. And uh, ponte woke y ponte lipstick. Tamarindo Podcast is Melina Bobadilla and Brenda Gonzalez. It is produced by Jeff DeVoe, a.k.a. Producer Jeff, who provides original music and sound engineering. Please write us a review on Apple Podcasts and share the episode with the hashtag SupportBrownPodcast. Find us on all your favorite social media platforms and get in touch at tamarindopodcast.com. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI, FPEI, 220099. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.